0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, It's me, your host, Big Mark. Um, It's your first time listening. Make sure you hit subscribe down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, just give us a rating. Five stars, please, if you like it. And share with your friends. Let everyone know. And if you want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the Big Mark Pod. And uh, we've got a couple tiers there. However you want to support the podcast, it's up to you. We'll have some extra stuff there. But, uh, you know, we're always going to bring you all the good stuff here. So whether you're listening or whether you're watching, hit that like button and uh, tell your friends. But uh, today, I'd like to welcome my welcome back to the show, my great buddy Zach
1: Angus. How are you, brother? Good, man. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, thanks for
0: coming on. I got my Duke shirt on for you. Hell yeah! Yeah, look at that 2010 champs. Remember that?
1: I think we won four games this year, but
0: when life was good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. just take. I just blame COVID for everything this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird, Every crazy thing, it. like what? What? I mean, I think I think I saw a statistic. This was like the second time Duke's hasn't been in the tournament. Like, and for whatever reason.
1: Mm-hmm. There, like, I yeah, don't think they've ever, like,
0: not made it because they sucked. But I think this is, like, one of the only other times that
1: they just, they just, uh, obviously, COVID. But
0: Kentucky, yeah. too,
1: right? Yeah, I think the, the one I saw was, like, it's the first time ever that, like, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, Duke have not been ranked in the top 30 or right. whatever it is. Uh, Insane. But it's, yeah, I, I haven't been following them enough this year right it doesn't make sense to me they have like all these top prospects coming to like coming in every year right Um, but yeah it's couldn't figure it out couldn't put it together Mm -hmm. yeah i mean
0: i think it's it's funny it's a little bit of the like because like i mean at least for western football we were at least when I was getting recruited, we were always considered one of the top schools. Um, obviously, they've won a Vanyan within the past years. They've won a lot of OUA championships like the Yates Cup. They've won a lot of those like within the past few decades. So, And the way um, Greg Marshall kind of runs the program, it's kind of run, it's probably the closest thing to like a professional program in Canada, right next to Laval um and then like a couple other schools now obviously catching up because it's been a few years since i've been in school but at least at that time like we were considered the best to the point where a lot of kids just didn't even want to come to western at all because they're like there's no chance i'm going to play like they get the best of the best of the best and like if anything they over recruit and like kids are kids are excited to go there because they're like holy shit i'm being recruited by western yeah and then all of a sudden there's 130 kids at camp and like the first training camp of the year. And then we got to whittle that down to about like 105 mm-hmm. and you can only bring on road trips. You can only bring 55 <clears throat> players. You can't bring your whole roster. Mm. Um. So, so again, like you're, you're really whittling things down. Um. And a lot of kids knew that like some of the, some of the more knowledgeable kids understood that and then just went to other programs because they knew that they'd have a better shot Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting thing because I'm sure that happens with every program. Like, you know, obviously with basketball, I'm sure it was Carlton, right? Like,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly.
0: Would would just be like, no chance. I'm I'm not even going to look at Carlton.
1: Yeah. So I remember when I was in high school, Carlton, man, I can't, I don't even know if I could say they recruited me, but he um, came up to me after a game and said, Hey, we should try to um, coach smart. Yeah. Coach nice. Smart, this is because this is way back when, um, came up to me after a game, said, Hey, we should, you know, sit down, me, you, your parents, uh, get dinner, just kind of like the classic moves to get dinner and the, they pay totally. for it. 100%. You know, try to smooth you. Uh, and then he was like, Yeah, we should do this, um, get together, talk about, you know, the possibility of coming to Carlton, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm mm-hmm. Never heard from him again. <laughs> like, he just came out to me after this game, said that, never talked to him once no. after that.
0: Oh, no. Um,
1: I'm sure I could have, like, maybe pursued it a bit more. Right. But I was never really that interested in going to Carlton. But, it, it, it. yeah, it goes back to kind of what you're saying. Like, the you know, do you want to be a big fish in a little pond or yep. a little fish in a big pond? Do you want to, you know, be a role player on a championship team? Or uh, starter or star player on, you know, uh, that like end of the line, mm-hmm. barely making playoffs. Right. Um, yeah, it's tough. But. It's interesting.
0: I will say this it's interesting about all linemen, like, at least for myself as a tackle, technically. I have two spots that I could go for. I could go for right or I could go for left tackle. Technically, I could essentially go for any position on the offensive line. Like mm-hmm. it's funny with football for that. Cause then obviously other positions wide receiver, there's several, but quarterback, there's only one, right? Like that's going to be playing. So that I feel is a lot closer to what basketball would kind of feel like Because really depending mm-hmm. on your, your style of play. Like if I was trying for basketball, there's only one starting center position for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. so yeah. it,
0: it's funny how it, it it almost like narrows narrows that field um of of like your your even your chances right so you kind of look at that and then i remember knowing that like the left the left tackle at western he had one year left and the right tackle had two years left so like you start to like figure this stuff out right like as yeah. and, and and they're telling you that as you're recruiting it's not like they're hiding this this knowledge but sometimes you're sometimes you're going to a school knowing that you're at least the first year you're just going to sit out
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and and really a freshman starting is is relatively rare I, I think in a lot of sports right like I mean maybe you might see that more in basketball just because so. there's less guys on the team yeah. and and like if there's turnover and all of a sudden you lose three out of five starters or something because they just graduated you know you got to yeah. give guys a chance, but. Like, we only maybe had a couple guys that were, like, freshmen. And, again, football, too. Like, there's so much strength that, like, if you're coming straight out of high school, like, you're just not. Yeah. Nowadays, is different. Like, you know, we talked even last time, like, how different athletes are, like, nowadays coming out. Like, because, you know, we, we were working out and stuff, but we weren't, like, going, going crazy. No. Like, we knew we not had to crazy, work out.
1: Like, not on the weights and stuff, yeah.
0: No, but, like, now, like, if I was – if I was talking to a high school kid and they were thinking to go to the next level, like they had better been training since grade nine, at least like been training.
1: Yeah. It's wild, man. I see videos of like, you know, grade sevens in the weight room doing like lifting weights. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, that's insane. Well, it used to be,
0: I think even when we were kids, the knowledge was you can be <clears throat> too, like, you don't want to start lifting too young. And that's mm-hmm. still, that's still relatively Second true, group. but that doesn't mean, you shouldn't start training. Like mm-hmm. essentially you can start getting kids to do bench press and push-ups and sorry and, and squats and stuff with just a bar, like a wooden stick, like not even any weight. Yeah. But the fact that you're getting them to start moving in that way, you're already giving them an advantage once they actually hit the weights,
1: right? Yeah. I was just gonna say that. I think like uh movement is super important. So like if you are grade six, seven, eight, don't give them any weights make sure that they're moving through the space appropriately. Like they're moving through a squat, how they should, they're Mm -hmm. engaging their glutes when they're, uh, you know, dipping down, they're not hunching their back. They're not leaning forward. Um, and then when they get to whenever they want to start, they want to start in grade 11 or Mm -hmm. they want to start in grade nine, they're going to be in a way better position because those muscles are, are already activated. Right. The amount, when I think back, like what I know now about, um, physical fitness or working out or anything versus mm-hmm. like grade nine where I right. literally knew nothing. Um, yeah, like I, I wish I would have just moved properly more. <laughs> sure. Sure. So the amount yeah. of compensation I did, like putting all this pressure on my back because I didn't want to engage my hamstrings because they were so tight my calves didn't stretch ever like all these things right
0: Um, and then all of a sudden you get to university and you have a strength conditioning coach who Mm. like potentially depending on your scenario you might have never had like a proper trainer coach and especially i mean for for you especially we had jeff watson at western right and he and he's super intense right so i again even on my end too right like just the what I learned, like when I was a personal trainer, everything I knew as being a personal trainer was from just how Jeff Watson trained me. Like, yeah. I just thought like, and it wasn't, I wasn't particularly like my demeanor wasn't intense, but the style of training, what to do, how to train all yeah. that, all that knowledge, all the, definitely all the mechanics of how to do the lifts. Like that's mm-hmm. all from him. And um, up until that point, like from high school to, to university, like I didn't have a person like that in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Now I went back. Um actually I had Travis on the podcast. I went back between first and second year and found Travis, but that was through another one of my teammates, mm-hmm. shout out Jared McCrory. Um, that was through one of my teammates who introduced me to him and he was just as good. Like, but you have to search and it's it's expensive and it's exclusive to find some of these guys that know what they're doing. For but sure. again, how many, okay. how many kids? throughout history have have just showed up to university and just been like either not ready or underprepared or, or just not prepared in the right way. And all of a sudden, like, that's, that's their killer, right? Like, again, I don't think you see that so much anymore, but probably back in the day.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, there's so much more knowledge and everything now, and it's so much more easily accessible, but going back to, to Watson, like I had the worst first year ever uh, like, I was at Western right. for first year Right. and I literally ne- like never stretched for 19 years. Yeah. 100%. You know? And I'm, know and I'm using all these muscles uh, right. running and playing basketball and right. I was starting to lift a little bit uh, right. and they're all just tightening up every time I use them and I'm never stretching them. And he introduced me to the roller and I, was, I think I was rolling my quads or my T-band right oh my i've never felt anything that painful my entire mm. life like the
0: first especially the first time after 19
1: years it of was, zero it was crazy i was like this little like piece of foam is going to help me no like, this is going to do nothing get on it i if i didn't shed a tear i'd be surprised like uh, holy... i still
0: have that sadistic piece of equipment man i still use it all the time
1: yeah but now i do it and i'm like i can't even really feel it you know Right because because you take used care to, of it you do it you're often.
0: used to it you're taking care of it there's a lot of like a pain like pain tolerance definitely because like and like i know like i don't even use it on my glutes anymore it doesn't do it i i, I use a lacrosse ball yeah like yeah. but but that's like you, you're kind of you have to level up to that kind of thing right we actually used to have a shot put at western i don't know if you remember that but we had like a round shot put ball and that was okay. excellent for rolling out the glutes because it didn't like I find the crossball like will roll away, mm-hmm. but the um, shot put's like sixty, like
1: is a pound, yeah. so it's heavy, right?
0: Yeah, good old yeah. shot put, sixteen ounces,
1: baby. I just think back of that first year, like I bet oh. you my vertical was like four inches because my legs were <laughs> gone. gone every day. Oh, No, yeah, every day. Like, like, the, like, yeah, right. So intense. do you guys
0: do like a two a day schedule kind of thing? Like in in like because obviously you're like like training, like when you're first getting together, it's during the year school year, obviously, right. So like what, at least with Western we had, or at least with football, we had uh, the advantage of not having school for like two weeks, right? Because training camp would start like August 19th, Mm -hmm. so We'd have like no school. So two days were like mandatory. It was football, nothing but football. Mm -hmm. What was it like, like the first couple weeks of basketball?
1: um it was certainly like more intense i can't really remember western i know at guelph sure. we had like one or two okay actual uh training camps right uh but it was just a it was a week and it was yeah it was two days uh but you had so much free time because it was like frosh week you had all this free time one of them was more just like cardio and everything and then the other one was like straight defense like everything at the beginning right. just sucks okay. like you're not you're not like working on play you're not you know doing any too much offensively or sure. doing too much scrimmaging you're just like all right these this is the defense we're going to play and right. we're going to work on it all week and you're going to do a bunch of uh terrible drills that make you hate your life uh because you know we want to get you prepared because testing, of
0: you, testing guys too i guess right
1: yeah like testing their mental toughness and you're also just seeing like oh this guy went Home for the summer and did nothing except for eat Cheetos and now we gotta whip them back into shape. So brutal. Mm-hmm. That was like it's like disrespectful.
0: <sighs> yeah man there was there was a couple guys on the team I can remember that just didn't uh didn't do shit in the summer and you'd be mm-hmm. like, man, I worked my friggin' ass off. Like I would stay after first year, like I said, I went home, but then afterward I stayed in the summer because mm-hmm. That was the best time you basically got number one, you got like free training because it was through our through our strength and conditioning coach, but it was it was excellent. The guys who stuck around and it was like a lot of guys stuck around majority of the starting starting offense and defense did stick around whether they were from London or not. And it was solely to work out, but there was one guy and he was still I think up until our last year where he kind of fell off the map. Just because they were better athletes, he still was starting one of our wide receivers. He was still that good and like yeah. s- crazy fast. Still yeah. without, and he never worked out.
1: Yeah, and you get Just that didn't like, work out. But it, they're, they're like few and far between. And certainly, I oh, yeah. I wasn't that, so right. I couldn't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like the summer is when you got the most growth. The summers, uh, like you don't grow really during the year. Maybe right. preseason, you can work on some things, but sure, you sure. get all that feedback from the year. Like, oh man, this is what I suck at. Or this is, you know,
0: you have all that game film kept to going,
1: watch. yeah, they kept going under on my ball screen. So I got to work on shooting behind the screen. And nice. then you work on that all summer and then hopefully you have it in the bag for the next year. And then, you know, right. they change it up and then you got to right. learn. And then the next summer you grow and you get stronger, faster, and you, you know, hone your skills at least for basketball. So yeah, sure. the, the summer was huge, man.
0: Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Like is, again, it I just comes back to, I don't think you see that as often as much, but again, you know, I think throughout the years you have guys that are just naturally gifted and, can, can just kind of show up and not, and not have to train really hard. And then you have the the complete opposite guys. And, you know, it's the same, like after when you, when you stop playing too, right. Guys kind of go one way or the other, as far as their like fitness is concerned and stuff too. Right. But. 100%. Yeah. Right.
1: Like, yeah. A lot of guys I knew just got a barrel on them like oh, a year after they finished, they were just like, Dude. they went from being the man, all-star six pack jacked to just being like, what happened to you?
0: Oh, you no. aged
1: 10 years uh in, in like six months like but.
0: I can't tell you actually the more like I've seen so many like big like big guys I'm talking like six four plus that mm-hmm. I was like hey like like you must have played football somewhere and they're like no I played basketball at wherever I'm like really like you would just <laughs> again right like I don't yeah. know and maybe there's a bit of a stereotype as far as like a really skinny basketball player but still it's like even if you were like a big strong center, like yeah. to get like to the point where I was like, Oh, yeah, you must have been an O somewhere. I mean, that's the other weird thing is that O linemen are like now huge. Before, historically, O linemen have never been like you mistake them for a basketball player.
1: Mm-hmm. They were
0: just like a kind of a, another big guy. Like um, for instance, one of my like when I was still playing, our, our my my head coach Greg Marshall, he used to play for Western like I think back; it would have been back in the in the '70s, I think, or early '80s. Uh, he was playing for Western, and um, one day when when we were practicing, one of the guys that he played with came just to visit the practice and just like chat with the team. Not even like a big deal, but it was just like, "Hey, how's everything going?" Um, you know, just coming back to visit. And he was just, and my my coach is probably like, you know, five ten maybe. He's not like super tall. And the guy who came back was like about his height, even like maybe like an inch shorter. And he was talking about it and he was like, Yeah, I used to block for for my coach. He's like, I used to block for Greg. And I'm like, Holy shit, this guy was an, he was an offensive tackle and he was yeah. like, you know, five eight, five, nine, like just average oh height. Oh my god. But that was just again, because you didn't have like giant people really back in the day. And if you were like six foot seven in the in like the seventies, for sure you were playing basketball if you're gonna be playing sports, right? Like yeah. Um, at least in Canada, but that even reminds me, like, you know, we're talking about kids getting prepared and either being underprepared or overprepared. It's like in the States, if you're, if you're a tall kid, they don't treat you like a center, like right away. Right. Like if you're, if you're like, so for me, I was six foot four in grade eight, if they got, Mm -hmm. they got a hold of me, they would have treated me like a guard as I grew up because if I didn't, if I stopped growing at a certain point, Mm -hmm. And at least I have the skills of a guard and I'm whatever height, but because in Canada, there's not as many people around just like um, my coach and his, and his teammate. Um, If you have a tall kid, you have to kind of use him as a center. It just makes sense. Yeah. Like I'd be like, like the only kid on the team that was like clearly the center. Right. So they're like, all right, Mark's the center, which is fine. But if like, I stopped growing at six, seven, which Is like Demar Derozan's height. It's like uh, it's like kind of like a like a guard height, right? So
1: you're guarding Kobe, right? Versus (laughs) if
0: if I you know if I grew up in the states and then all of a sudden miraculously I grew to six ten, then they just have to teach me some post moves.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's like exactly like oh Canada does it this way, states do it this way, but I think it just depends on like where uh, where you're like kind of growing up. Like if you grow up in and the coach just is gonna do it that way and he's yeah. maybe a little lazier or less informed he, he yeah. might just say like you're tall go here or they might say like your parents are tall you're already tall like right like get these big man fundamental skills down because you're gonna be a big yeah. man uh yeah. but yeah i think it's the most important like any camp that i ever went to you have like stations and you go like this is the dribbling station this sure. is the shooting station like you're learning all the skills i go to the post station well, that was like my favorite Station. I was like, yeah, double drop step, like nice. up and unders, like for sure. I love this. But uh, absolutely. I never got the and, and
0: I don't don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily hold it against the coaching coaches and stuff yeah. and everyone. It's it's more so um I, I just think that we just don't have as many people. We're in the States. They literally have at least 10 10 times the selection, depending on where they are. And it just makes sense. Like you don't need to stick this kid here because like and and it's funny because as soon as as soon as you said it's not like blanket across the board, I, I thought of a few guys. Like I thought of Pat do you remember Patrick Donnelly He's from yes. Oakville? I think he played for yes. Laurier for a second. He had an older brother. He was like kind of that guy where he was a big body and he was like yeah. him and I actually went to Thailand together. So in grade grade <laughs> oh, really? nine for that for, <laughs> I thought you went to like party All for right. basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I in grade sure
0: nine, we were both like six, six and like not skinny fucking guys. Like we were just big bodies, but he was like, he could shoot. Like he had a nice shot mm-hmm. and he used to play for bounce and he'd play for, you know, he'd play for all those, all of those teams where yeah. they'd give him a chance to shoot from the outside where you know, whether it was St. Mary's or somewhere else, I literally had a red light. Like not that, not this. probably because I couldn't shoot, but if someone said, Mark, I'm going to, you have the opportunity to shoot. I probably would have fucking practiced. Yeah. Instead of literally saying, don't even shoot past the elbow or I'll kill you. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to (laughs) practice.
1: Yeah. And our, our coach for grade nine and 10 or for like junior, Patty Papalia, great guy
0: brilliant
1: helpful coach but he's not like an x is an o guy at all like he's not like he's literally just gonna uh, break you and you quit or he's going to instill a work ethic or a toughness that you will carry Um, with you forever which is yes invaluable but so true he's not gonna be okay mark we need to get you these guard skills you need to work on your drill like he's not that kind of coach he's just he and and I think
0: it. if anything, number one, this whole idea is like young, like grade five and under kind of thing. Like when you're mm-hmm. young, like, cause I was five, nine when I was nine. So I was tall when I was like a kid. So like, again, like if you have that, if I'm a coach and I ever, if when I get the opportunity to coach and I see that mm-hmm. for sure, I'm going to try and at least expand the kid's mind a little bit as far as like what other possibilities are. And Hey, if you stop growing at a certain point, you have this, this in the bag, but yeah, that whole thing with Patty, like, I I understand going back to it, like, I kind of understand the fact that as a high school coach, like, you can only do so much as far as as molding your your coaching style to the players, just because mm-hmm. you see so much turnover,
1: right? yeah. especially high
0: school junior, let alone high school senior, right, like max, you're going to get these guys for two years, right. So yeah. as Patty, like, you're probably not thinking, okay, What's the perfect program that I can do that no matter what player is going to come in, they're going to match like, no, it's just I'm going to try and jam these square pegs into round holes as much (laughs) as I can. And if they break, then they break, then they quit, whatever, right? Like, and, and you and I both have seen guys quit that potentially would have had a decent basketball career, but just got scared. Maybe, yeah. At least yeah. Tyler, I can think of one guy. Tyler, we'll mention his whole name, but like yeah. that, I played with him a lot closer than you ever did. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was dis- that was disappointing. Um, yeah. Really good, you know, ha- like not like amazing player, but like would have been a decent high school player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, didn't even really, get a chance to play senior.
1: And it just showed uh, our coach's like value system, right? Because remember when you talked about uh, Bren and that was a right. Bren? Or brad one of them, and he was like oh he's so good like he wasn't though like but he worked hard and he was tough sure, sure but he he if you look at the game and you look okay statistically who's uh producing more who's affecting the game more i can't put him in but he loved him because he was tough and worked hard and yep. would never quit like those are valuable skills but again at the end of the day like all right are you producing
0: which is a um, which is a paddy thing where he he'll take he'll take if you can run through a wall he'll yeah. take that over skill every day,
1: and I if get he, it. Like if I you I will
0: literally lay down and die for the team, he'll take that over everybody, yeah. right?
1: Because that is valuable, but yeah. you can't say that the guy who can actually shoot and you know uh, has the length defensively, right. but is kind of like maybe mentally a bit weaker, right? Needs to quit, like you like. Sure. Uh, it's a, it's tough, I, and I think back and his. I think about any halftime meeting or <laughs> after the game meeting. I don't ever remember once him saying like, "Oh, you know what? We didn't break the press by getting the ball in the middle, or we had to get the ball in the middle against the zone." Right. Like we shot t- like twenty percent. Like there's no way we're winning games that way. Like he never said that. He just always said, "You're soft." You got outplayed. Yeah, yeah. Some swear yeah. words. Right. Like right. my grandma so could have like done better than that like all yeah. that stuff that's all it so ever true. was
0: it's so true and it's funny it's funny because you said you know potent, like quote unquote weaker mentally but that you don't it's not even that weak like you don't even have to you can just be like have like a mild fortitude and still crumble under yeah. some of those some of those circumstances right we're freaking high school kids and so exactly. like the way that we were like again it was just like you said, nothing to do with really the X's and O's of the game. It was just like, mm-hmm. whether you worked hard enough, whether you should be proud, like right. He'd, he'd always be like, I would have like, I would have been sick if my parents were in the stands, like all that stuff. And you're like, Oh, yeah, oh yeah. my yeah. God, man. Like, yeah, I kind of feel like that right now. Cause again, you're just a freaking high school kid, but yeah. that's like, but that's funny that Patty mentality. Right. Cause there's that. We talked about like that kind of Patty, like coaching tree right like there's like patty Papillion, and then there's like joe razzo and then like all the people that that joe coached, like jamie Uh, Jamie, and the guy from churchill and right nate and like then you get all those guys too and then um you know your Manny's and your uh your jeffs too are kind of like that razzo shoot off and then obviously had dealt with patty too right so they were kind of got all the like all the different worlds there right where Mm -hmm. with jamie it was almost like third generation patty because he he had been coached by joe right not only at mary's but then i guess a little bit at mac too yeah and then um then we got jamie right but again Mm -hmm. like that whole mentality of if you're mentally strong you're a superior player whether or not your skill is there or not like that thailand team Mm -hmm. i remember one kid specifically made it just because he was tough yeah. And if anything, I, I I think that he that Joe overlooked another guy that probably would have been a little bit more of a better asset, like mm-hmm. offensively, defensively, like just again, just a better basketball asset, but didn't really try as hard as he should have in the tryout, because I think he kind of thought he was gonna make it. Mm-hmm. But then the kid that did made it was running friggin' through the wall almost li- like literally yeah, like yeah. through the end line, right? So
1: yeah um you get that like that's that fair thing. bit in high school you get that quite a bit where you get like a football player that's strong and works hard and right. just or like a running back something like that and he plays basketball and he yeah. does well yeah but like he could never play or not i shouldn't say never but he probably can't play at university mm-hmm. uh, but he does well in high school because he works harder he's physically and he's strong he's harder, right, right. Yeah. exactly well because i can do a right hand layup and he can right. pull it <laughs> remember
0: yeah. when I blew my knee out in, in Boca, speaking of Boca, Um, <laughs> remember I, remember I hurt my knee that one, that one game. And it was the team we were playing. They didn't really have a center. Like they had like one tall guy, but he was like a string bean. But when I was like, when I was on the court, they had like for sure he was like the fullback from the football team that yeah. he was also playing basketball at that point. Right. Like for <laughs> sure. I yeah. was telling Christian about this the other day, like, and he was just so strong that I'm sure any other center he went up against, he could just out, out strength them and just box them out and like, you know, do that kind of thing. But I was equally big and strong and he like washed me out basically on a box out, like, and I'm jumping up in the air and he just like kept like, he like washed my legs out from under me kind of thing. And then I landed Mm -hmm. on one leg and like hyperextended my knee, but that's, that's what you can get in football. Right. Or sorry. In basketball is like, in high school, you have these guys that aren't particularly tall, but they're just like strong.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like even in in Hamilton, there wasn't really like any tall guys. It was sure was sure shit was, was, wasn't any like seven footers
1: in Hamilton. No, there was, there was, that, was that, that one
0: guy from uh STF. well in, well in Notre Dame. Remember him? Oh he was like he was like six eleven, legit seven footer in high school, but just lanky, didn't know what to
1: do uh i don't know yeah. I, I might be thinking of someone else but i think he ended up going to brock or oh, no one.
0: doubt i wouldn't be surprised he was from well in notre dame like that's yeah. in the area he was mm-hmm. just like in high school too right when you're that tall you just your body it you're, not, you're just not used to being that tall especially oh, if you went man, through a growth yeah. spurt like remember mike allison
1: yeah 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 yeah. He was like
0: six foot two in grade nine and then by man. the time by grade 10 he was like six eight
1: i remember i came in in grade eight I came to St. I went to St. Mary's for like something, some basketball pickup, just that Jamie was running to kind of see, sure, you know, some of the feeder like school schools guys. and some of the guys that are coming into cool. his program. Cool. And Mike was there, and I was like, "Who is this goof? Like, he can't run. He can't. Oh, no. He doesn't know how to use feet or hands. Yeah. Or like, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Uh, he was tripping, but it's because he was growing so fast." Like man. he had
0: like stretch marks on his back. Like he oh, that's man. how fast man. he was growing. Craziness. His hands
1: were huge. Like he just right. he was a big dude yep. at a young age. Yep. Um and he developed. He got like way better. He was sure. He was a great went to, player.
0: Went to did did he Maine. just go to Maine or did he go anywhere else? Just Maine. He, just right? went he graduated Maine. from Maine and then he, it was all over. I know he was playing pro in England at one point. And, and yeah, last
1: time I talked to him, he was in Japan, I think. Unreal. in
0: Japan. Mm-hmm. But that's
1: the thing again, like, I
0: didn't go through like a major growth spurt like like that. So yeah. my body, I've been used to it, like, and, and at that, like, again, at no point was I ever like, like, unbelievably athletic or anything, because that at a, at a really early age, I definitely still developed as any other player does. Mm-hmm. But I never felt that that whole sense of not understanding like my body in space where again a lot of these players like most crazy tall guys hit some kind of growth spurt right Yeah. but i just grew like super steady until like grade 10 and then stopped
1: yeah yeah man it's uh high school is a, it, it's an interesting time yeah for like athletics right hmm. i i came out of grade 8 and there was a guy um that also went to st mary's and he went to my grade school as well. He was the man. He was on the Ontario team. He was sick, like right. He was the really good player, and I was like, okay, right. He played like senior in grade nine, then wow. or no, maybe grade ten. He played senior. He went up like a, a year early. <sighs> Anyways, like he, he played senior for a bunch of years. Didn't grow. Didn't develop. By the time I was in grade eleven, he was in twelve. I was like starting over him. And wow. then by the time I was in grade 12, he was like 12 plus, he was like, yeah, they were like asking, his dad was asking my dad, like, oh, do you think he can play at university and stuff like that? Like, no, there's not really many schools talking to him and I'm getting like letters from some schools and like, it was just such a flip and
0: right,
1: it's a it's a prime time where you can go like, oh there's more people uh i've never partied before like let's go out let's go do that or yeah like or you don't develop or you don't grow like whatever it is there's all these factors but uh, sure. it's a, it's so funny like yeah we go back and look at the hoopla we look at uh you know all <laughs> yeah. those those jokes websites where they're hyping people up and Amazing. we talked about it last time right uh, with, with dave voice and like yeah he was a great player in high school but he uh yeah. Yeah. He had other, I think he was more, I think he was more interested in other things, you know,
0: totally clearly. And obviously has, he has his academics and stuff, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you're so right. There's all those different things that, that come up in high school. And even, you know, even the fact that like, basically you have to go to university to like go to the next level in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like it's not in the States for that matter, really. Right. It's not even just here, but like, what if you don't want to go to university? Like for me, for me, truly, if they had football in, in, in college, I probably would be like a carpenter of some type right now. Interesting. Because yeah. I loved, I loved like construction in high school. I loved, you know, wood shop class. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but that's the thing. I, it wasn't even on the map. Like there's just no football in college. So it was like, okay, yeah. how do I get into university? And, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I of course had my like academic interests as well. I did like it. But, um, you know, it took that much more effort because I knew I, I wouldn't be playing any sport if that was if, if I didn't get to, to the next level. And even and even with basketball, the good like the quote unquote, like good basketball is university level. Right. So not to say that there aren't excellent players at the college level. It's just you kind of are almost forced. And even even for us, like with Hamilton, like the Catholic League being that much better than the public, it's almost like you're, you're like forced into these different scenarios because you want to go to the to to a better to a better level.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, you know, it. But and don't get me wrong, got me into university, got my degree because because of sport, and and I love it, and I love everything about yeah. it, and 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 I love the academics of it. But that's the thing. If if you're not a kid that wants to go to the, or has the academic aptitude, you're just not going to make it. And yeah. It's, it's somewhat not fair because sports is just physical, right? Like, yeah, there's cool. a mental aspect of it, but you're, you're, it's, yeah. it's based it's, on how good your physic, your physical being is. So who cares if you're smart or not? But
1: Yeah, and it's like human yeah. nature, right? Like you, uh, when you're younger, it's so hard to think of the future, right? Like right. what's going to benefit me the most in the future? No, you're just a little kid running around, like doing what you want to do and sure. avoiding sure. things you don't like or that make you feel bad. And then you're in high school, and and this is exactly how I was. I'm like, yeah. I guess there's a school component to going to university, but I'm just looking for like what basketball team I'm going to play on. Like I just want to keep right. playing basketball. Hundred percent. Mostly, like I tried to factor in academics. Sure. Uh, and I think that's why I originally went to Western was like mm-hmm. the kind of tipping point uh, or tipping factor, I guess. Sure. But because they just had like a better business program, you know, or more recognized. Stuff. Mm -hmm. and the potential of ivy um but that's i based it off of basketball i oh yeah academics was just a a small part of it and if i could look back like what am i going to be doing more um you know playing university basketball or the job that i get from the academic from the degree that i get for the rest of my life
0: totally yeah
1: Uh, but that's again human nature of not having a hard time looking what's going to benefit me 10 years from now it's going to benefit oh me five years from now
0: for sure for so sure and that's and that's like even training that's what that's all about training is you 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 are like you know putting in like it's like if if it's a bank if your body is like a bank right you're like putting a down payment on later that you're mm-hmm. going to be in good shape Mm-hmm. by working hard but if you don't put those payments down aka if you don't work out yeah. you're not going to get to that but it's such a future idea like again not only training but I remember when I was doing when I when I was a personal trainer just telling people like it's not instant and everyone's just expecting these instant results that you, you it, this is such a future thing and I, mm-hmm. I even personally I Don't get me wrong. There was other factors too, but one of the big reasons I didn't want to go down in the States is because they didn't have like kinesiology the way Mm. we have in Canada. So at least, at least in my mind, I had a little bit of an idea that what am I going to do with my degree? But Mm -hmm. how many, how many other athletes are out there that don't give a shit? They don't care Mm -hmm. what degree it is, let alone some of these D some of these D1 schools are bad for that. Right. Where oh yeah, like these kids, maybe they come out with like a general degree and maybe they went to some of their classes because some of the some of the um, schools are so bad. Like they'll send people to to take the classes for them to do the projects for them. Like these yeah. kids don't the actually shooters. end up learning anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they break their leg their first year of their contract. And then what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. So it's but again it's so it's so based on this this false promise that like hey you might be able to make millions of dollars as a professional even mm-hmm. though. Like, and again, this is more NCAA, even yeah. though there's less than 1% of the NCAA even makes it to the to the pros. It's yeah. just like, and that's that's why they don't pay them. That's why the NCAA says we don't pay them is because they mm-hmm. have a chance. It's like, you guys are wild. 99% of them aren't doing it. Like, they're just graduating and continuing on with their lives. Like, yeah, so, or yeah. getting hurt or just doing whatever, whatever. Like, you know, if you got hurt, you lose your scholarship, all that stuff too, right? So I think in Canada, we have the luxury of, that's that's a little bit more in mind like as far as you you have you're going to have a life after sport mm-hmm. um but that's because in canada we kind of see sport like we 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 can understand that sport isn't all good like which is an interesting conversation right like like there are some negative aspects to sport mm-hmm. right like for instance like wrestling or like like uh sports with weight classes yeah there's like there's there's eating disorders associated with that like gymnastic stuff Mm -hmm. um like obviously speaking of gymnastics there's all like the coach and player relationships that's that's a negative aspect of sport but Mm -hmm. but it depends like canada's canada's better for it but the states are horrible man they don't even really talk about this so um, Kendra's sister uh, is a sports psychologist now she actually just did her her dissertation so she is a doctor in sports psychology cool. and um, she was working for uh, gymnastics Canada and uh, just dealing with all that crazy shit that's going on right and but she'd be going to conferences and stuff and I, th- I might have mentioned this before but um, some like depending on where the conference was it kind of affected what the topics of conversation were so like in if there was a conference in Europe there'd be topics of all conversation again even some people doing their their doctorate or their thesis on like whatever study they're doing they're doing it on a negative aspect of sport so for instance there's actually this one this one um, research researcher that was doing her research on negative aspects of of coach and player relationships right so in in europe she'd be doing she'd be doing her talk and it'd be you know she'd just present it and then there'd be a few questions or whatever after about it here and there whatever and then it would go on and it'd be discussed and they'd continue on like any other conference right but if the conference was in the states she would get like grilled oh yeah you'd be like you know, this is perverse, like from from this is from other American researchers, like what's going on here? Like, you know, what else is is, is going on? Why are you researching this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is like very rare. Like they just grill her really hard on it because essentially in the States, they don't see sport as bad. Like they yeah. see sport they as all get, good.
1: Uh, they get all defensive and uh, like, I don't know, if someone that says something you don't agree with, like that doesn't mean you can't listen to it, you can't learn <laughs> from it. And you have to like lash out and be like, "No, you're you're wrong. You're, right. You have no idea what you're talking about. This research right. garbage. Like, no, like, and they're this like is it's anecdotal.
0: Research. You don't have a good population. Yeah. This researcher, she actually married her coach. She, oh yeah? her husband was her coach.
1: Oh, man. so like,
0: yeah. if anyone's gonna know about this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and and she's still married to the guy, right? Uh-huh. So it's not like it was. It's uh, yeah. that is all bad either, right? To to think anything is all good or anything is all bad isn't isn't necessarily intelligent right because yeah there's so many aspects to everything too right but that's exactly that's exactly how that works right is that yeah. um you know some of these some of, some of <laughs> the aspects of sport aren't all peachy you know mm-hmm. let, but, let alone like the stuff like you're literally throwing your life away for some of this stuff right
1: yeah it, it, we like you said it's way better in canada because like none of these guys are going straight to the pros from I, like, I can only really speak on basketball, but none of the guys sure. are going to the, to the pros. So sure. they're all getting their degree or, you know, like 90% of them. Right. Which is, you know, always a fallback and always a good thing. Right.
0: Yeah, 100%. And and again, like, it's almost like in Canada, too, we kind of have a little bit of that, of that, of of the college program, too. And we see a lot of guys like kind of go from university to college to continue their education, too. Like, obviously, in your case. Oh, yeah. Um, Right. But like, again, too, like, it's not like it's the end of like, again, education is much more, you know, in the forefront, um, I think, I think in, uh, in Canada, and it's in a lot on a lot of people's minds. But I think that, funny enough, that's one of the x factors between Canada and US as, as far as sports are concerned. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still have some Canadians that are going, listen, this isn't everything. There's life after sport, blah, 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 blah. blah. Where mm-hmm. in the States, they're like, this is everything. This is all that will ever be. As soon as yeah. you're done playing, you're going to start coaching and you're going to do this for the rest of your life. Maybe you'll get a gig coaching. Like, again, it's like yeah, so much more. And then maybe you can be a sports psychologist and maybe you can be a trainer and maybe you can be a, a physical trainer. And maybe you can be a physical therapist, like every everything. Yeah. Like, they look at every aspect of sport as like this is a lifelong thing that is very fulfilling and very good and all good and that's the problem with the states is that it's not all good let alone the fact that they have 10 times the amount of people to choose from like there's all these other factors why yeah, the and states and it it's depends it's so on the much sport, more
1: expensive like hockey is still
0: fucking is is still the best in Canada but mm-hmm. if you look at, if I've said this before on the podcast. If you look at hockey, we treat hockey in Canada like the states treats every sport. Yes, right. Exactly. Crazy but, grassroots, yeah. crazy funding. People are interested. Hockey towns. You know, the whole oh. town will leave and watch. Like that's like football. That's like baseball. That's like everything in the states, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious as how like how you can build that. Like, how do mm-hmm. we build such a hockey empire? And why can't we do it with an, um, another sport like i would right. love it to be basketball but what any other sport mm-hmm. like i'm and it makes me think uh, it's a little sad to think of the CEBL, yeah uh, and how it like oh man i don't know how they were doing but i i loved the idea i think they were doing it the mm-hmm. right way sure. about starting this professional basketball league in canada mm-hmm. um, but now the covid hit like are they going to be able to assist, like sustain financially yeah keeping this league going i know they have like a i think a billionaire that's like sponsoring the entire league but still man
0: man i was worried about the cfl like the yeah. cfl like let alone the cebl like apparently yeah, yeah, they're going to yeah. they're becoming coming back next year but still it's like all these leagues it's it's sad like
1: again those leagues that. are like already probably losing money or, you know, Man, CFL was
0: breaking. dwindling at best. And then like, yeah, like you said, there's, there's like, I love the CBL. Obviously Victor was doing his thing too. And like, you mm-hmm. know, some of these guys were great given opportunities to a lot of players that, you know, this is their, their dream to play professional, professional basketball. Yeah, and they
1: were and, able to uh partner up with uh, CIS. What's it called now? U sports. U sports. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, So, which is a crazy partnership. Like you're going to, mm. each team has to have one player uh that plays in the u sports league like that's pretty cool that's a so cool. wicked experience yeah. you know might bring some more people the fact that it was in the summer you know right. the amount of canadians you needed on the team mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so all those things were like yeah if if i'm gonna go play professional in italy or europe or wherever and then i come home for the summer yeah i'll, I'll play in this league make some extra sure. money oh my gosh get, Get gym time, get coaching, Stay in shape, hundred percent. Yeah, get games in, experience, 100%. game reps. Like, yep, yeah,
0: yeah. And Good I idea. think you, I think you kind of you, you nailed the you nailed it on the head there with the with the professional leagues. Like we've always had hockey professionally in Canada. Like mm-hmm. since they started the NHL, right with the original six, and let alone all the other teams. Like by far in Canada, we have most obviously hockey professional teams. At one point, we had freaking two baseball and basketball teams at one point. Now we only have one of each. Mm -hmm. So you look at that Carter effect and you're, and you're seeing a lot more professional Canadian basketball players now because Mm -hmm. they said, Hey, look, there's this, there's this team right here in Toronto. Maybe someday I could play for my home team. Like, could you imagine Where in the States? They have that everywhere for every sport. So you, you can be a kid growing up almost anywhere in the United States and be like, man, look at these guys. It's right there. The, like just the idea is so much more set in their head because it's mm-hmm. all just like the, the, the opportunity is there. Where in Canada. You're like, man, we only have one team. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty rare for me to even make that one team, yeah. let alone in hockey. You could be like, wow, we have, how many Canadian hockey teams are there? Eight. Hey, do you know, I think eight, cause there's six and then a couple or maybe nine. Cause there's a few expansion teams like Winnipeg, Calgary, or is Calgary an original six? No, Calgary's an because oh, the original six is like uh, Montreal, uh, Toronto. Uh, Edmonton. Is Edmonton an OG? Or I know Boston, New York Rangers. Like there's and then there's there's another like there's like some of the some of the original six were American.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, you know you have Vancouver and then you have Calgary and Edmonton. So two teams in Alberta, right? Then there's nothing in Saskatchewan though. But anyway, and then you have Winnipeg then you have Toronto and friggin Ottawa, Um, right? Seven, seven Seven Canadian teams. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, but, but it's interesting because as, as you're starting to see as kind of try to get more professional teams, I think you'd, you'd start to see a little bit more of that again. Cause it's, uh, it's all about like the grassroots essentially is, is our biggest difference between here and the States. Right. Mm -hmm. Like again, my biggest thing is like, look at, Look at football. Look at like high school football
1: mm-hmm. in the
0: states versus Canada, right? Like yeah. Canada is when you kind of start playing football is is in is in high school, like yeah, right? There's not there's some opportunity to play as as a young kid, but not not nearly as much as in the states. They have this thing called Pop Warner, which literally you could be like four years old, like just as we started when we were playing basketball. It was the same thing, but football. So like these little poor little kids are flying around smashing each other i yeah, mean luckily sense. they're also small and light so that they're probably not doing as nearly as much damage to each other but yeah anyway that's, but that's the thing that's why you get guys with cte when they're 27 is because they've actually been playing football for like 20 20 some years already, yeah. which is insane man like so absolutely you kind of but that's but again we look at the negatives a little bit more where in the States they're like, imagine you get to play for 20 years. (laughs) Like it's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think that's just kind of Canada.
0: Imagine getting a player in university by the time he's in university, he's already played for like 15
1: years. Yeah. Yeah, And that's like, that was us with basketball, right? Yeah. It's usually like how certain people stand out. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Like Canada is just more conservative. That's just kind of how we are. Right, Which, right. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's conservative sports, and it's almost
0: though. like a there's like a realism in Canada too, right? Where it's like winter's coming. <laughs> we don't have time for this shit. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that again, that's why that's why hockey's a thing, because you can still you can just play hockey all year round. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, obviously, thank God they started building gyms. But you know, it's funny, I was talking to my buddy the other day about like pioneers. Like, could you imagine being a freaking pioneer in Canada? Like, OG. You're mm-hmm. showing up and you're just seeing trees. Yeah. You and had to
1: have landed. Yeah. This is
0: all yours, bro. Like, go ahead, but you just got to yeah. deal with the trees <laughs> and the friggin'. And then you're like, oh, cool. Like, summer, whatever, mosquitoes, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, it's like yeah. freezing cold. You're from like, you know, southern France. Like, you came, <laughs> right. You came here and you're like, sacre bleu. <laughs> Right. But like, yeah, I, I, don't know I, I remember going on a tour of like, um, have you ever done one of those Whirlpool jet tours in, in Niagara on the lake? I don't think so. So Niagara on the lake, they have these like boat tours. And it's basically this big flat bottom boat. It's got four 250 horsepower cat diesel like engines on it. So it's crazy powerful and it can go through the rapids of like Niagara, like the Niagara river. So mm-hmm. in the Niagara gorge, which is like coming from the from Niagara Falls. Uh, there's like these wild rapids, and they're like class. I can't remember what the what the highest class is when you're when we're talking um, white water. But like, I don't know if you've ever been white water rafting. Mm-hmm. You can only really go like let's say there's, let's say like the, the highest one is class five. You can only go into a class five, like in one of those, like little row dingy inflatable boats, like, you know, whitewater rafters mm-hmm. before it's just too dangerous. It'll just tear your boat apart. It'll kill you. Like you, you just don't go into it. But with this boat that I'm telling you about the, the, the tour boat, you can go into like two classes above what you'd ever be able to go in. So let's say it's 10, like class 10 is the max. You can go into a class 12 with this boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're talking like the biggest rapids (laughs) possible. Like if you weren't in this boat, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go through. Like you'd probably get sucked on. Like it'd be bad news Yeah. anyway. So these things, and then they also kind of take you for this little tour of the Niagara Gorge. So not only are you ripping these rapids, which is so much fun. And like, the way the boat goes like it'll dip up and like go like the nose will go underwater so if you're like in the front couple rows you literally get dummied by water it's amazing (laughs) anyway uh but but they take you on this little tour and they literally take you through like where Nikola Tesla was like setting up all the all like the hydro um like hydroelectric dams Cool. So all this stuff, it's crazy, the, yeah. like the the work that would have been done. And this isn't even like nearly as big as some like the Hoover Dam and there's other dam systems that are way bigger. Mm-hmm. But you can even imagine like back in the early 1900s, I think all that stuff was going down, right? Like Trying to get that done would be doing crazy. Doing that and like the same relative infrastructure is the same from back then. Like Hamilton is powered by Niagara Falls because of what Nikola Tesla
1: set up. Yeah. I need to read more about Nicholas. Like it right. sounds like he was just like way ahead of his time. Like he's just really interesting it's, guy. It's crazy, all the things I hear about. Him.
0: Like he he was working on stuff that like at the time was kind of like like blurring the line of like science and like spirituality almost. Like he was looking at like what the Egyptians were doing because he he thinks essentially like the 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 pyramids were like uh, power generating plants
1: so and and
0: there's some science to back this up because so when number one when the pyramids were built they were built at a time where the niagara or certain niagara (laughs) the the um like the giza plateau um was like lush it wasn't like pure desert so there was there was a river like the nile river came right up to the edge of of the great pyramids
1: okay
0: so now it's now it's been completely like it's much smaller all that stuff is like kind of more more or less desert right but you have to imagine when they built this it was basically on the bank of a river and um underneath you have something called an aquifer do you know what an aquifer is did you ever do Mm -hmm. rocks for jocks or anything like that (laughs) <laughs> like, no but uh, i did know i did rocks for jocks at western like intro to ge- geology and stuff and we're talking about <laughs> stuff like that and it was like all the athletes were in there It was fun but anyway um an aquifer is essentially like uh like what you would drill in to get like water from a well it's mm-hmm. just like underground water that's kind of trapped within rock mm-hmm. essentially um, and this is what Tesla figure out too. If you like build kind of a structure on top of that, that can kind of like focus some like because the, there's water in there. And because it's interacting with like the minerals in the rock, there's like ionized, there's like ion exchange and stuff, which okay. is just how electricity is actually formed. That's how there's ion, the electricity in our body is is just there's an action between sodium and calcium that changes. And that's how electron like the electric impulses are generated in our body. So that's essentially happening in the ground. And don't get me wrong, I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably off <laughs> with a lot of stuff. But well, I couldn't tell you, if you were wrong. He, anyway, Tesla invented this thing called Warden cliff tower, I think it was called that could that could create wireless energy just from the from the earth, like it would just I heard this, yeah. and like from the Uh, I think the atmosphere interacting with the earth anyway. And he could, so it's actually a really cool movie called the prestige. Have you ever seen that? Mm -hmm. Remember when he's talking to Tesla played by David Bowie and they take him to that field and they're like, they, he's like holding a giant uh, light bulb. Okay. Do you remember that scene? Man,
1: I haven't seen this movie in a long time,
0: but tremendous, tremendous movie. But anyway, in the mood for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, about these two two magicians really good Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman phenomenal uh yeah. uh awesome. Christopher Nolan directs it tremendous movie anyway at one point one of the characters is literally talking to Nikola Tesla like he's a character in the movie Nikola Tesla and Tesla takes him to this like open field like nothing around completely open field and he's holding a big um like light bulb, like old timey light bulb, and he like puts it in the ground and it lights up, and it's because of this um, wireless energy, essentially that that Nikola was, Nikola Tesla was was developing at the time in the movie. Anyway, it would have been really interesting. It's funny I, I heard I heard on a podcast, like I heard a scientist actually talking about it. If that was if if that became the way to transmit energy and not using wires as we do today. Uh, we wouldn't have like computers as we do today. Like any, like you wouldn't have like a circuit board because that energy that's being transmitted through the air, like any, any piece of metal would pick that up. Right. Like if you think about it like that.
1: Yeah. Like from what I know, there's, aren't there a bunch of like kind of conspiracy theories about Nikola Tesla and like, well, um, he, maybe it was like the, uh, Electrical industry was trying to like shut him down because he's st- trying to make this stuff any cool free. Facts
0: about Nikola Tesla. sorry like, go he was ahead.
1: trying to make he was trying to make this free for everyone, right? Um But like, <laughs> isn't there a conspiracy theory that like the electrical industry was trying to shut him down because well,
0: him and Edison were going head to head essentially? Oh yeah, yeah, maybe right. Absolutely. So Edison was was kind of like the electric industry, if you want to look at it like that. So Edison was um, DC, so direct current and uh, Tesla was alternating was, current. Okay. So if you can imagine, if you imagine like um, electricity, like water in a hose, direct current is just like water g- being pushed through a hose, right? So to get it from one place to another, you have to have like enough energy to push push all of that energy through that hose and it, from it from point A, and it has to travel all the way to point B for you to use it. So with, with Edison's idea, he would have had to have all these generating um, plants, like almost like every mile, like because the direct current doesn't travel very far. It requires a lot of energy just to like push electrons that far across a wire. So what Nikola Tesla invented, is he created alternating current, which basically, if you imagine the wire now, not necessarily hose, imagine the wire and, the, and electrons as like as little balls that are, that are spaced up, up, along that wire. You know, stacked side by side along that wire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: alternating current. All it does is it pushes, it pushes all those electrons that are lined up in that wire. It pushes them one electron one way, and then brings it back the other. Do do do. So it literally, all you have, the only energy required is enough to just move one electron, which isn't a lot of energy. So you imagine. But then, doesn't that electron get used? But it's being recharged like yeah it gets used but because energy isn't um like now we're getting to like thermodynamics energy doesn't actually like dissipate it's only like transferred okay right so So
1: it's never yeah
0: some of it like if it's if it's powering a light bulb some of that energy will go off into heat and some of that energy will go off into light but um, essentially the movement of that current, like AC, again, I'm, I'm starting to come, I'm starting to get outside my, my own wheelhouse here, mm-hmm. but I just know that that is how AC works. So it takes a lot less energy to just move like one electron back and forth. So it's almost okay. like, you know, when you're plugged, you have like two, you have, you're creating like a, a loop just it has two mm-hmm. plugs mm-hmm. or you have like a positive and negative loop. So again, it's just like, it's there. Within that loop, is just exchanging positive, negative, positive, negative. Anyway, again, it's start, we're starting to get into, like, yeah. physics stuff. But because I'm and not sure, like, you, you bring up a good point. Like, I'm not sure if that just, like, if the electron is kind of dissipated somehow or it's somehow shared back
1: anyway. Yeah, because I'm wondering how it gets pushed back uh, if it's being used, right? If it's going into a light bulb, then that light bulb is using... One, how is it pushing back? But maybe yeah. there's something being released when it uses that energy.
0: Yeah, I think because there's like a positive and negative aspect to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think when there's like a positive electron and then a negative electron, I, honestly, we're starting to get a little bit wild here. I'm not even really sure. Yeah, <laughs> but we just I know, talk but about it's <laughs> the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the difference between ACE alternating current and direct current, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take as much. Um, as much energy to even just move the electricity. But Edison was all about like AC is dangerous because AC uses like different amperage or different voltage or something, which is a lot more dangerous to people. Like DC mm. current was a little bit less dangerous because I don't think it it used as many amps. Again, we're starting to get into like physics that yeah. I don't really understand. But like they like Edison would put on these, um, put on these um demonstrations and he would like kill an elephant with with alternating current. Oh geez. Right. So um you just just to show like this is really dangerous and yeah, stuff and blah blah blah. And it's like, bit, like, yeah. Buy my like,
1: product. <laughs> right.
0: So that was some of the stuff that Edison was doing. So they were kind of doing like stuff to fuck with it fuck with Tesla a little bit and like just undermine him and and yeah. Tesla was never really about making money about mm-hmm. with, with any of this stuff. A lot of this, a lot of the things he was trying just to, uh, just to like share with the whole world kind of thing. And that's what I mean about, it was kind of like this weird, like he was very, he was a very spiritual kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he was like Orthodox. Like, I don't know if he, he, he actually like was religious, but again, I just know that he was starting to get into certain things that, again, potentially, like, ancient civilizations were trying to figure out, too. Like, what whatever that whole idea with the pyramids and stuff, and he was trying to figure out, that's that was the connection that he was kind of making. And mm-hmm. I think today we look at Tesla not only as a guy who kind of um, was shortchanged by his science and, like, people didn't really give him his due and he was treated poorly by Edison and all that stuff, but I think he was kind of a guy that was ahead of his time and was really getting into certain things that would have been interesting. Again, the wireless energy thing is very interesting, but we it would be a different world today if we mm-hmm. if we had that wireless energy. Like, we wouldn't yeah. have computers the way we know them. We would have figured something out. Like, p- humans would have come up yeah. with something else. But again, like, it's, it's one of those things where I think incorrectly tesla's looked at like as this like demigod kind of figure of like fighting the man and like being like anti-authoritarian slash this is what happens when we suppress knowledge and stuff right like because he died like alone in his in an apartment in new york city or something yeah Yeah. like he had no money where where edison is edison and everyone looks at
1: him like he's the man yep teach about him in school you tell the kids how awesome he is Mm -hmm. right yeah. And
0: yeah, so that's the thing. And, and potentially another thing that Edison, like not necessarily huge conspiracy wise, but Edison had like a lot of people that were work that was working for him. So a lot of his discoveries were credited to him, but he didn't actually do it. Right. So,
1: and Please Westinghouse,
0: ball. Westinghouse was another thing in that whole in that whole uh, Tesla conspiracy stuff. Um, Westinghouse was actually a company, they, I think they at least have a, a Canadian headquarters in Hamilton, but they're they were like, they were like cre- like making a lot of the electronic, like um like they they made like electronic fans and I think they manufactured some light bulbs and they like they were, uh, manufacturing like appliances and stuff way back in the day. So they mm. were, they they were extremely interested in all that in all that new technology, right? Mm-hmm. All that, like again, imagine this is a time where it's like electricity. Period is like the new technology.
1: This is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I can right? see it at night. <laughs> right,
0: it's almost like the internet. Yeah. Right, it's just it's so big that it's hard to imagine that there was a moment in time where someone was like, "Have you ever heard of electricity?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, what the hell is that?" You a quack, man. Like even. <laughs> Even into, like, the 50s, they were still, like, really, really rural, like, way out in the boonies. They didn't have fucking yeah. electricity. Maybe they had one light
1: bulb. Yeah, people probably talking, like, oh, you're crazy, man. Like, that's – this is a gimmick. This is a yeah. joke. This is whatever. Yeah. And even – and, yeah, and then, yeah. again,
0: the, the converse today is that some people don't really have internet. And, what right, like, let – like, the good internet anyway. Like, oh, I, I, I just saw that Canada – or at least ontario is starting to bring high speed to more rural areas and it's like i didn't realize that people didn't have like in, yeah, yeah in canada in ontario i didn't realize people didn't have high speed internet but stuff yeah. you just take take complete granted
1: right yeah my students oh my goodness they like can't imagine first of all they're only like eight years old but like okay they can't imagine a world without the internet if it cuts out or goes out, they don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> like it's it's wild, man. They uh yeah, like a bunch of them have like YouTube channels. Oh it's, my gosh. It's so strange. Like it's just I can't imagine what growing up in their um, generation is like. They all go home and play games together and they're Remember, like talking their own language almost, like wow. playing roadblocks and stuff.
0: Remember, we would kind of have stuff like that where it'd be like um, you're saying low battery. Is it, is it done, done like it's saying, saying uh, red. Okay. We're, we're almost, we're almost complete here with the, with the new camera. It looks like the battery is kind of, we're just getting used to the whole new setup here. So, Oh yeah. Hey, the battery yeah. might die on soon, but we'll just kind of finish off the idea here. Like, uh, like it's, uh only a few minutes kind of thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, true say. Yeah. We're, we're, I don't know. What do you want to do? We can, we can just keep going to, let's just keep going to let's, we're going to keep going to the, to the battery dies.
1: Sounds good to me, man. Okay. We could talk, we could talk all day.
0: It, it'll probably be only a, a few more minutes anyway, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's interesting with, with the kids too. Right. Cause like you look at when we were kids, like we had fads and stuff and like yeah. yo-yos yeah. or whatever and this and that right. and stuff. And there's Ray right, Beyblades, you know, there's right. all that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but like, remember, think about
1: how, how much more powerful the internet is. It's like, sure like that's theirs like right. beyblades doesn't compare to like a super addictive video game that's changing every week with new installments and upgrades and for sure yeah beyblades oh get gosh. boring
0: again you know it was like what we talked about the last time we had you on too is like i feel like kids just they they see there there's better things to do there's more enjoyable things to do and yeah. even though it's not necessarily more enjoyable it's just the way those apps and games are designed is for ultimate enjoyment. Literally, you mm. have scientists trying to figure out how to yeah. make this right as addictive. Right, we, we had we had that website addictinggames.com. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> the idea was to like right. You
1: you're Get them hooked. Just yeah. in the name. Yeah.
0: And yeah. you know, I think I think parents, even some parents, looked at that as like, hey, at least my kid's not out. You know, screwing around. They're not drinking. They're not doing crazy drugs. At least I know where they are, which is totally mm. fair. But again, I think we're, we we look at technology. We're, we're starting, I think, now to look at technology as again, it's funny, bring it full circle. It's not a, a completely good thing, right? Like, nothing is all good, and nothing is nothing is all bad. And I think that we're starting to understand a little bit more of those darker darker aspects of 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 uh, technology too, right? Again, yeah. but but this is also coming from us where we had a life where we where we didn't have technology and then like it was when we were kids yeah yeah we had both now we have it right where as like you said some of your students are born into this world where it's completely it's it's all it's all technology right
1: yeah like we uh we didn't have social media like there was a time when we were alive there was no social media they didn't have they don't have that same experience like it was oh it always existed from when they were born which is yeah what's that? similar times
0: yeah Wow, man! Well, it looks like yeah. a nice day uh, down in the Bahamas.
1: What's the temper temp there today? Twenty eight degrees, mostly Ooh. sunny. Oh, bro! Good swimming, got a little workout in. Yeah, nice playing ball. Lucky? Did you play yesterday? Uh, not today. Uh, yesterday, man. Last week, couldn't be stopped. Looked like Steph This Ooh. week, couldn't get a bucket. No. Yeah. Damn it! It's the way she goes. Yeah, hey, that's it, brother. Yeah.
0: Well. Anyway, I think that's a good spot to, that seems like a natural spot to stop. Yeah. And before our battery dies on us, I think that's perfect
1: for sure, man. Yeah. Not, nice, chance. man.
0: Great, great chatting with you, man. Uh, anything, what, what's going on in your life? Anything uh, you want to shout out to the people, let them know.
1: Uh, yeah. So maybe like Instagram, I'm going to try to start posting more. Um, cool. More active. Maybe start doing some videos. I think we, I told you about that the other day. I got to do yes. a video for school. for right. Earth day, So I might try to like, you know, dabble in that a little bit more. So, sweet Zangus 44
0: yeah. nice we'll check it out we'll, we'll post that on the uh underneath the video and everything and check them out next time we're gonna get into more D stuff and oh you know yeah. it, you know get get into that world because suit like that's that's super cool man i think we'll be able to chat a lot a lot longer about that but the new camera we're just we're just learning things today and again hopefully people start start uh start sending money to our patreon and we'll get an even better (laughs) camera
1: yeah send you cameras send you money that's it baby right on well
0: thanks for coming on brother great to see you you too enjoy the weather down there thanks everyone for watching remember hit that like down there hit the hit the bell so you know when we drop these new videos and check us out in the patreon uh patreon.com slash big mark pod we'll see you soon peace